Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's Daily Podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. Today is March 11th. The time is about uh, 3.30 p.m. Reddy Noon PC has been conducting conference call from past 10 years. If you have any questions, please raise your hand. If you're a newcomer, please let our team know you're a newcomer. Just put your camera on and let our team know that you're a newcomer so that we can promote you. Kiran? If you have never asked Hi. a question before, please let us know. Go ahead. Hi, Rahul. Uh, this is uh, Kiran. Thanks for taking the call. So my, uh, I spoke to you regarding my case status, uh, my 485 case status. It's in a continued uh, uh, review, continued notice before. So I happened to uh, speak to three different uh, MI agents uh, today, and they all uh, confirmed that my interview was completed at uh, Indianapolis uh, field office in February, but I never went to any interview or not. I got any. Uh, interview notice. You're speaking with the machine. There seems to be some error. You're speaking with the same machine. You speak with the same machine 10 times, it's going to repeat the same thing. If you have any doubt, raise a freedom of information that you'll get more idea. F-O-I-A-U-S-C-I-S. Okay. Okay. I mean, um, what they said is uh, they checked in three different systems and uh, all are showing that my interview is conducted since there is a conflict buddy, information. Buddy, buddy, only you can tell the truth that your interview is not conducted. I cannot. And you yeah. told that it's not been conducted and you don't trust that machine. Please do this one for me, please. Okay. Okay, I send the link to you. There is something we have in the law. A fact cannot be denied by 100 texts. So you can have 100 textbooks saying something, but a fact cannot be denied by 100 texts, okay? So you have gone three multiplied by three. It doesn't matter. Next person, please. Niti? Yeah, uh, good afternoon. This is Nithinia from Singapore. Uh, my H1B got approved on 9th March. On the same day, actually, fortunately, my Singapore citizenship also got approved. So when I was applying my uh, passport, I have an Indian passport, but now I need to apply for a Singapore passport. It may take two to three months. So my question is, can I go for stamping on my Singapore passport? Like after I get my Singapore passport? Absolutely, you can. No problem. Okay. Or, or can Just, I apply on Singapore pa- India passport and transfer to Singapore passport? Okay. No. One reason is that once you have the Singapore passport, you're supposed to give the Indian passport back to India. Yes. You don't own that one. That's one reason. Second thing is that you are claiming to be an Indian citizen, which you are not. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. So for two reasons, wait. Okay. Try to do if you can expedite the Singapore passport, okay? 
Okay. And uh, sorry, what is the way, uh, maximum time I can wait for the stamping? Like, you know, I got approved. Uh, if the position was open, you can wait for a long period of time. But if the position okay. is not open, then, hmm. you know, it depends on how long the position will be open for you. Okay. Sure. Thank you so much. Next person, please. Deeksha. Hi, Rahul. Um, I have uh, two questions. First one is my company uh, is acquired by a different company. So company two, uh, what they did is I had a EB2 approved with company one. So company mm -hmm. two um, downgraded my petition and um, as an amendment, not like a new petition, but an am amendment. So mm -hmm. now pending since almost year. So now we got a new regulation, right? Transfer of underlining basis. Yeah, so, but that's not applicable. You have to, since your company has changed though, if you want to do interfiling, you have to file a, you have to file a one more I-140, get the I-140 in EB2 approved, then you can do interfiling. You can't do that before. Now, all other people can do it, but not you. Means new I-140 petition. One more I-140 petition has to be filed as an amendment to the old one because your company name has changed. Old one is already amended and it is pending, right? EB3, so I can do it. Did you, did you tell me that your company's name has been changed? Yeah. Okay. A new I-1, one more new EB2 I-140 amendment need to be filed. And once that I-140 is approved, then you will be eligible for filing the interfiling. Okay, and I can use old labor, right? Company one labor. You are absolutely right, ma'am. Okay, it's called amendment to the labor and new petition for 140. Okay, and second question is, for example, they're saying the visas will be available until September, right? Like after September, like when that visa is given to us, like at what point of time? Like I can, I'm, I'm also doing new 485. So what you suggest going with the new 485 with new I-140 petition? And um, like, what is the suggestion in my scenario? I, in yours, uh, it may be, I mean, I want you to watch the video that I made is interfiling or refiling, which is better. But in your yeah. case though, in yeah. your case though, it's still the same. You have to make a judgment call, which one is better. Okay. Okay. So when the visa, I didn't understand like when the visa number is allocated and when I'll be well, sure. That's a little bit too complex. I can't explain it in this particular thing. I will explain okay. it in one video to you. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Rahul. That's it from my side. Yeah. Next question. Vinay. Vinay. Yeah. Hi. Uh, uh, my name is Vinay. Uh, so my parents were here uh, in November for visiting visa. So my mm -hmm. brother-in-law, he applied um, visa for my parents two years back, but they came in uh, just uh, four months back. Now my second sister is pregnant. So so now how can well, we well, well, let's, we're not We're not going to discuss about your sister. First of all, your parents came two years ago. No, no, you no. Guys, uh, my parents came uh, four months back, but the, the, we applied visa for my parents uh, two years back. Where are your parents right now? In the U.S. How long they have been in here now? Four months. Okay, so they have a six months I-94. They have yeah. been here for four months. They have two months left. 
yeah, two months left, but they actually, uh, their uh, visa, we applied with my first sister, uh, my elder sister. Oh, uh, the visa belongs to your parents, not to your sister, not to you, not to anybody. What's your question on your parents' visa now? So how can we extend their uh, visa? Um, okay, so they are here from past four months. Mm -hmm. They have two more months left on their I-94. You want to extend their, extend their I-94 and stay there in this country? Yes. Yeah, All you right. can apply it. We do not recommend that you do though, but you can apply if you want to for the B2 extension. Simple. All the other story, this person did it, that person did it, it doesn't matter. When they are applying the extension, they are applying the extension. Okay. You got the point? Yes. We don't recommend B2 extensions unless it's an emergency, okay? Because if they do B2 extensions next time when they want to come back, they may be in trouble. Also, when they go for the passport stamping, they get into trouble. Okay. Next person, please. Thank you. Viji? Uh, hey, uh, my parents traveled here during peak COVID time and we had to do an extension for them because the flights were not going around. Uh, they were here, so they were here for um, uh, like six months and then we extended them for another six months. But they left to India within the five month time frame during their extension. Uh, after they left, uh, about three to four months later, we got a denial of the extension stating that they are not presently here to do the biometrics. They're not physically in the US to do the biometrics, so the extension is denied. Uh, right now, uh, it's been all of this happened two years back, and uh, right now we want them to come back here uh, as a tourist. Do they have to go for stamping because their extension got denied? Yes, they have to. Once okay. you are unlawfully present in this country for one day, in this case, because, uh, because, uh, 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 because she was, they were here, uh, their B2 got denied though. So they are considered to be unlawfully present here. Okay. Okay. Uh, so uh, should it be under the renewal category because they are close to the 10 years or how do we have to go for the, the stamping? Like what category do we they, have? They're, they are still eligible for the, they're still eligible for the, um, they're still eligible for the Dropbox. But in the DS-116, have you ever violated the status? You have to mention yes to that. And then you have to explain what happened there. Okay, sure. Thank you. They're still eligible for the Dropbox. Okay, sure. Thank you. We if, they, if they send an email to you saying they don't mm -hmm. need any visa, that's fine. You take that, let them come here on that visa. Okay. Okay, sure. Thank you. Next person, please. Admin. Admin, I can't hear you, admin. Oh, sorry. I was on mute. Uh, hello, sir. Uh, my name is Abhi and my company had filed my 140 for EV3 category in 2013. It was approved. Then they later approved for a, uh, applied for a 140 in EB2 category in 2019 for different position that was also approved, same employer. And in October 2021, uh, they applied for 140 uh, downgrade from EB2 to EB3 along with 485 uh, for me and my dependents. And on March 1st, they filed uh, interfile for uh, with 485 supplement J. And so wanted to know. Well, first of all, your I-140 under EB-3 got approved? Yes. March 1st of which year? Uh, no, no. 
uh, EB3, uh, I one point no, two was you said interfile inter was being done on March 1st. Yes. Is that March 1st of 2022 or 2021? 2022. Thank you. And so I, and the current for, uh, final action date is uh, from EB2 is May 1, 2013. And my priority date is January 30, 2013. Uh -huh. So I'm current. And in that case, wanted to know if my dependence or child's age is frozen or not. Um, how old is your child? He is 19 and a half. When was your I-140 approved for EB, EB, EB3? EB3 original I, uh, I-140 was approved in 2013. And then another... No, 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 no. You said you, said you filed a downgrade application. Yes, that was that still in pending status. How did they do the interfile then? Uh, interfile they did with supplement J for four, uh, I-485. Yeah, but the I-140 is not. So it's a doubtful whether or not the, the child's age is locked. The best thing for you right now is to refile the entire application. Why? Okay. Because I-140 is not approved. Okay. And the interfiling process is discreationary. In other words, they may or may not honor it. So if I were you, I would refile the entire thing. Because the final action date in EB2 is current, you have an EB2 approved, so mm -hmm. you don't want to be on the edge of a knife to see if the officer will approve or not. Okay. You got it? Yeah. All right. you, and would you, I do you understand the concept is right? Because the fundamentals of your I-485 has not been established. Your I-140 under EB3 has not been approved. Yes, it is It is still in process. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Next, Thank you. Next, I would refile your application. Now, there are a lot of people I said, whether or not refile, but when it comes to the child age locking, I will refile. Okay. All right. Thank you, sir. Next person, please. iPhone. Hello. Hello, Raul. Thank you very much for your work. Please, I have a question for you. Uh, I am on my second marriage and I, I have an advanced parole. And I have one for my interview last November. And I want to travel. I don't know. If it's safe for me to travel, what do you mean second? What do you mean second? Did you say uh, second I've, advance parole? Second yeah, no, marriage? I've been married twice, and this is my second okay. marriage. The last, the last one was I went for my interview last November, and I, I haven't gotten any feedback from them. Though the uh, interviewing officer said he was pleased with the outcome of the interview, so I want to travel on advance parole. But I'm kind of like having this mixed feeling, so I just want so, to. So, so for first before. What visa did you come into the United States? I, I came with the F1 visa. Okay. And do you have any children with the, do you have any children born second marriage? Uh, we are no, but we're having miscarriage. She's having some miscarriage. Yeah. Okay. But that's, you know. Okay. Sorry about that. So, and, and you said the interview happened in November. November. Yes. November. Uh, 2021. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, one thing is that if they have to deny your 485 application, though, they normally will have to issue an RFE. That means that they will request additional information from you before they deny your green card application. If that's your concern. The other concern is what if the green card is approved? Will you have any problem in coming back into the United States? 
If the green card is approved, though, you will not have any problem in coming back to the United States. You can come back in advance parole. Yeah, but, but yes, I have an advance parole, but I don't know if I have a good unlawful present because I think I did evaluate my F1 status, but later I went to a different school. But uh, this, this is just my situation. So because I want to travel. Um, if you if you are married to the United States, Okay, so you you think so you accrued unlawful presence, right? Yes, that's what I'm, yes, that's what I think I I accrued unlawful presence. But I, I know about this. Uh, was it August eight or two thousand eighteen uh, declaration? I don't know if that's affected me. So I want to travel. The, this uh, no, if, if you if you have if you have a doubt that you accrued unlawful presence, though I would not travel. The reason is that once you travel outside the country you'll be hit with the bar, the three-year bar and 10-year bars. Now, if you are within United States, if you entered legally in United States, and if you violated the status for the next 20 years, and you file the green card because you're married to a US citizen, you're still entitled to get the green card. But once you travel, you lose that security. Okay. 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 And I would recommend that if you, uh, when did you file your 485 application? I, I filed um, uh, December 2020. They received it January 2021. I went for interview in November last year. I only asked one thing, December 2020 though. That's when I filed. So, yeah. I would wait for three or four more months. And if they don't still approve it though, okay? I want yes, you to sir. contact the ombudsman. I have given a link for you though. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Next person, please. Rashmi. Uh, hi, Rahul. Um, <coughs> I had actually downgraded my employment-based green card petition in October, 2020. And What's I got you did? Uh, September, 2013. And is I-140 EB3 approved? No, not yet. I got EAD, but I-140 is not approved yet. Keep going. So my question is, uh, I mean, I'm planning to do a premium processing to see if that works. But otherwise, while I'm working on H-1B in my current job, can I do any additional job using my EAD? Or that could be a problem. I would wait. Uh, you're working with the same company that filed the 485 applications, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. Normally, you have about five, less than 5% chance of denial now. A if denial you're working with the same of I 140. Oh. No, like once I get my I 140 approved, with, after oh, that, once, like. Once, once you have your I 140 approved. Correct. Absolutely. After, yeah. After that, then, I can continue working with my current employer on H1B the way I'm doing. And then can uh -huh. I do an additional job using my absolutely. EAD? No yes, problems. absolutely. Absolutely. I okay. don't see any problem with it. Okay. And one other quick question, like in the next couple of months, if my priority date becomes current, uh, which is quite possible in that case, if I decide to interfile, then is after that, is there a particular minimum amount of time that I should wait for before I can change the employer, like six months or something? Yes, ma'am. They put a new rule that you have to wait for six months. We don't know where they came up with the rule. They're, we're still puzzled where they came up with the rule, but they are telling that you have to wait for six months before you move to another company if you do, if you do interfile it. 
Okay, and if I enter file, do I lose my current EAD because I'm switching from- No, 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 no. If you enter file, you still have your EAD. Okay, that's great. Uh, next, next person, please. Sham? I can't hear you. You have to unmute yourself, Sham. Okay. Uh, Rahul, thank you, sir, for uh, taking this call. Uh, sure. Sir, I have a question. Like, uh, I used to work company A and company B acquired company A. So I now I'm an employee of company B. Mm -hmm. So my I-140, like EB2, uh, approved in company A. Now I'm working mm -hmm. with uh, company B, where I downgraded uh, my EB2 to EB3. Wait, wait, wait. So when, when you file, do you file the 485 in October of 2020? Yes, sir. With company B. So with company B, you downgraded it. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. And uh, my I-140 is approved. I got the EAD. Okay. And uh, my EB2 date, like the uh, priority. What is the priority date? Uh, March 2013. Okay. And now it is current in EB2. So you can cannot, I... You not interfile because the company has changed to company B. Yeah. You have to file an I-140 application under EB2 again. Okay. And Just like the way you did EB3, you have to file EB3 again. Okay. Yeah. And uh, can I do that premium process or do I need to do regular process? You have to do regular process and try to convert into premium process just like the way you did before. Okay. Okay. Sir, one more question. Sorry, I'm taking more mm -hmm. time. And uh, is it possible I can apply like EB2 with some other company because right now I have a EAD? Um, yeah, you can. Absolutely, you can. But it's going to take a long time for you to apply because you have to get the firm labor approved, is that right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you can You can have on EAD, you can apply another I-140 and get another I-140 and, and that company can file it. 485J supplement for you. But it will take long time. It just takes long time, yes. Okay. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much for taking call. Next person, please. Ron. Hey, hi, hi, Rahul. Uh, uh, so my question is related to interfile and job change. My current company uh, with whom I am employed, I have both EB2 and EB3 I-140 approved. Uh, my priority date is February 2013. And uh, I am right now, uh, and my current company has done the interfile uh, based on the EB2 current date, right? So mm -hmm. uh, I am now in my, uh, I, I need to have, a, want to get your recommendation whether I'm, should I change my job now because I'm getting an offer from a newer company who has already- What's the, what's the percentage of increase in the salary? Uh, it's say 50, 60%. Yeah. <laughs> okay so so my yeah so the question is like okay now i i know what you're speaking now here is a question though we all know about the 180 day they rule that they have thrown yes yes uh, now the question is if you move what are the probabilities that they will deny the entire application right i i, I according to me it's less than two percent hmm now what are the probabilities you may get stuck in eb3 instead of EB2, because you move to the EB, you move to a different company, about 30 to 40% of the time, you may get stuck in EB2 to EB, uh, you may get stuck in EB3. Right. That's my honest percentage, you make a decision. Okay. 
Okay. So, yeah, I don't want that, to mince the. I don't, because this is all new interpretation. We don't yeah. know it, because according to all standards of every lawyer, that every legal scholar, though, mm -hmm. that is not legal. So I don't know how they are going to interpret it. Yeah. So the, there's no uh, real 180-day reset rule, right, for an interfile. With if you I, have... I, as I said, I I gave you the percentages. <laughs> you take the chance now. Next person, please. Okay. Just one last thing. Should I uh, mm -hmm. one question? My Sir, keep him open, Leo uh, Gadri. Yes, yes. Yeah. So my final question is like, what should I advise my newer law, uh, the newer company's lawyer, right? He should do the uh, 485J, right? I would not recommend doing 485J. I'll wait for six months. I'll wait for six months. Let USCIS come back with whatever application they have. Maybe they'll come back. Maybe they'll approve. Who knows? Okay. So just wait and watch. Yeah, wait and watch. And after six months, if you want to, you can. Okay. All right. Thank you, Rahul. That's my judgment call. That's what I feel. Okay. okay. Next person, please. Shri. Hey, Rahul. Yes, sir. Yeah, we. Uh, I'm in the you know same boat like uh, you know previous two callers. Uh, I140 is a priority uh, prior, uh, priority under EB2 by Company A, and Company A is acquired by Company B, um, and uh, you know uh, to. 2020, uh, they filed uh, concurrent filing. Like what's the priority date? 2013 May is coming next okay. month. So okay. uh, situation is, you know, uh, company B. Uh, so I 40 got approved uh, by company A long before. No, the EB3 I 40. No, not it, not it. Still pending. You need to convert into premium processing of that one, though. We did, we did so many times. It's not. I going got it. To... Okay, that's okay. Keep going. And the situation is like we got a AP and uh, EAD for uh, you know uh, the principal and the you know dependent, uh, but the thing is still pending I one forty. So now the EB two uh, is uh, going to current going to be in April. So because of the pending uh, EB EB two to EB three downgrade, uh, I one forty still. So can we do the refiling along with the new I-140? Concurrent, like, you know, refiling with the new I-140 by the- You can. can are you maintaining the non-immigrant status? Yep. Yeah, you can refile it. Refile, right, everything, like uh, applying the yeah. new I-140 plus refiling yes, everything. You can. Instead Absolutely, of you can. I-140, just do everything is fine. Right, that's fine. And no interfiling option here? No, I would not interfile. Well, no, you know, absolutely you don't have interfiling option. No? No. First okay. of all, you need to get the EB2 approved for it, interfile. Yeah. Okay. So no interfiling uh, option. Filing. If you do refiling, uh, we can uh, request for the premium after uh, getting received. Absolutely, you can. Because of the, again, the amendment is, uh, you know, uh, loophole here. Amendment of uh, EB2. I know, to... I know, I know, I know. So normally for amendment, they take a little bit the denial rates are higher for premium processing. Oh, really? Yeah. Rejection. You mean rejection? You're right. Sorry. Right. Sorry. I correct myself. Rejection. But but not all the time. The other other gentlemen got the premium processing. Yeah, but we'll be in the two lines, right? The the EB three one is running. Absolutely. And okay. Yeah, you'll be in two lines. Okay. Absolutely, we'll be in two lines. Thank you, Rahul. Thank you. I appreciate. Next person, please. Sridharan. Hey Rahul, uh, good afternoon. This is uh, Sham Kumar Sridharan. Uh, so Rahul, uh, today morning, I think my wife, uh, I mean, I have both my 
I-140 filed in EB3 as well as my original category of EB2. I've recently uh, uh, refiled it. And this morning, my wife got a message from USA saying that her card has been produced under EB3 uh, uh, petition. But both of her I-140s are still intact for, and it has not been approved under EB3 category. So my question here is, can you- Wait, 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 wait. Let, let me understand one thing. Yes, sir. Slow down. So who is the main applicant in the 485? It, it is me. Okay. So what is your priority date? My priority date is March 23rd, 2012. And you filed EB3. EB3 is not approved. No, not yet. EB2 was approved previously. Yes. Uh, no, EB2, we just re recently uh, refiled Rahul on uh, December of last year. And why did you refile it? Because the company name changed or something? No, uh, we did not want it in interfile because our I-140 in EB under EB3 was not yet approved. So we refiled. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. So, so you refiled in December? Yes, December of last year. Based on the, and you don't have an I-140 approval. You filed I-140 and 485. No, on EB2, I do have I-140. So on EB2, you filed an I-140 and you already have an I-140. You filed the 485 in December. Okay? Yes. And which green card got approved now? No, not the green card. I think the, her EAD, which uh, for EB3 uh, downgrade got approved. Okay. Uh, which was in 2021 20, or 20. Yeah, 2020. I apologize. Okay, go ahead. Uh, so... Now, her, my question is, can she go ahead and use that since our I-140 under EB-3 was not yet approved? That's like a... And, and the other thing is that, would you be considered to be married to the first application if you use the EAD? Mm -hmm. You have a greater chance that you will be considered. I would say 50 to 60% chance you will be considered to be married to EB-3485 application if you use it. Oh. Oh. And when is her H4 EAD expiring though? Her H4, her H4 EAD expired back in 2020. Okay. Yeah, it will be, you'll be get stuck. You may get stuck in the first 485 application. Okay. Okay. So, okay, Rahul. So now kindly, I mean, don't use it unless- uh, That's up to you. I mean, you have about 50, 60%. You have to, you have to take the call, okay? Got it. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Thanks Rahul. Person. Appreciate it. Bhakti? Yeah. Hi. Um, I'm audible, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Um, so actually my H1 got approved last week uh, with the start date. I mean, issue date of 3-2-2022. Uh, I have an active STEM OPT valid until 6-26-2022. So my question is, uh, basically any change in employment and address, I have to report my school in STEM OPT within 10 days. Does it also apply to H1 also? Because I just got the approval notice and I'm working with my employer to get my I-983 signed, but I'm not you, sure if I would be, you know, like able to meet the requirements of 10 days for this particular case. No, ma'am, you you're under no 10 days anymore because you're okay. kicked out of the city system. Try to log in. You may not be able to log in the civil system now. Uh, actually, I was able to log in and the authorization end date for my STEM OPT has changed from 6-26-2022 to 3-9-2022 at 3-7 p.m. in the afternoon. I'm not sure so you why got they to, have... Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. It takes a little bit of time for the things to reflect. So you're out of STEM extension. You're under okay. no obligation to keep informing your DSO. 
Okay, so I can just uh, um, ignore the final evaluation and it should be fine. Like, uh, they, if you they can get the back. final evaluation done, it's always good though for the future right. documentation. Right, okay. Get it, get it done though, because in future when they ask any questions, you will be able to answer right. it properly. So I would get the okay. evaluation and keep it with me. Okay, perfect. Yep, thank you so much, Rahul, thank you. Next person, please. After this caller though, I, uh, I have some time. So if you, if you guys have any questions, so please post in the chat, I will try to answer it. Meenal? Yeah, hi Rahul. You can hear me, Yes, right? I can hear you, ma'am, go ahead. Yeah, Rahul, uh, I know you remember my case. I'm from Atlanta, so I just have a question. Like, I was on H1B previously and then switched right, to H4. Right, right, You switched to H4. Is your H4 approved now? What happened with it? H4 is not approved, but now I have switched to H1B again. Did you got the H1B approval with the I-94? Yeah, not with the I-94, but yes, I have got the H1B approval. When did you got it approved? I got it uh, in November. Okay, and when is your H4 or H4 EAD expiring? H4 is expiring in July, 2023. You have a EAD with it? No, EAD got denied because my husband residing in India. So you have to go to India to get the stamping map. How soon I should I should go? ASAP. Because I switched from H4 to H1B? That's not the question though. Your husband is residing in India. You are here on H4 visa. Okay, that's a as for them on status. H4. Yeah, that's a violation of status. That's the reason why your EAD got denied. Okay. You okay. have to go to India and get the stamping. In the DS-160, go ahead. But the problem is I cannot go because I need the parental consent from my husband and he's not providing that since I'm a single mom here. So I cannot step out of US right now because he may cause a problem because uh, case are already cases are already going on each other. So it would be illegal if I go and if I take my baby outside the country without his consent. Can you not, how old is the baby now? Seven months. Can you not leave the baby with somebody here? No, I don't have anybody here. I don't have a solution ma'am because the more late that you do, your chances of coming back will become very less. I don't know if they will understand all these things. They may not understand all these things what you're speaking. Okay. Okay. And my next question is like, I want to get my GC filed. So they will count my H1B time only or they will count my H4 time as well? H4 time will not be counted in the H1B six years time. Okay. It's only H1B will be counted. Right. Mm -hmm. okay. okay. Thank you, Rahul. Next person, please. And please post the chats, guys. I'll try to answer as much as possible. Deepak. Uh Hello, Rahul. Thanks for taking the call. Yes, uh, yeah. my, uh, my priority date with EB2 is May 2012, and uh, I did the downgrade to EB3 as an amendment back in uh, October 2020, and uh, it's still pending, 140. And uh, the recent USCIS notice about transfer of underlying requests uh, should be uh, along with the 485J. So do you advise us to do that, uh, to submit the transfer request, uh, interfile request with the 485J? 
there are two things uh, did you maintain are you maintaining the non immigrant status yes i'm still on h1b um so whether you want to do interfiling or refiling it's a choice that you have to do okay okay if you're not doing anything though i would definitely do interfiling you got it hello i can't hear you uh sure so basically it's i should better to so there are two choice interfile or refile okay okay i want you to watch the video and make a decision okay okay if you instead instead of not doing anything i would recommend that you do interfiling interfile okay yeah. got it thank, thank you. you i'm going to go to the questions guys uh, manoj has the question i'm an l1b currently eb1c based eb is approved but i140 and 485 are still pending of course if the if the 485 is not pending you will not if the 485 is not pending you got approved you will not come to this conference call i have a new job offer new employer is willing to apply for o1 visa but they said i should travel on ap until i140 is approved my question is can i travel on o1 visa once it's approved oh no because o1 has a o1 is not a dual intent visa though it's a single inter, it's a it's a non immigrant intent visa and you already filed an i140 even after the o1 is approved i would not let you travel outside the country and the other thing is that did you have any doubt the eb1c is going to get approved uh it's better that you don't change the job right now until you know if the eb1c i140 has been denied because it's very hard to get that, to that place though um sammy i recently accepted a new job offer and I, my new employer is asking me to fill i9 before start of the background check nothing wrong with it you can you can fill it out absolutely that's normally a lot of employers will tell you to do can we ask for it for it to be transferred to different you can but they won't transfer it everybody will will transfer it if if they do so i have a you i am in us on h1b with company and back to india year ago i have valid stamping with company a doesn't make i don't know what the question is there's no question there ashish um is it possible to file a i140 under eb3 once the i140 under eb2 is approved within the 6 months validity period of form approval absolutely you can no problem with it ashish this question uh, i answered you that yes you can file both eb2 when when we are receiving a, a form application we are filing eb2 and eb3 at the same time especially when we are putting the dates with the new 485 we strongly recommend to file ead and ap again uh, irrespective just file it again this question is for diksha if want to take break on h1b and use ead how to switch to ead without traveling and job shanti i'm assuming that you are a dependent dependent on the 485 application if you are a dependent on 485 application if you want to use the ead just relax and do nothing that's it you are an ead you don't have to mention to anybody um h1b transfer got denied in 2017 because of not proper document no client letter no employer 60 day grace applies only if employees laid up so 
no, 60 day grace period is for all different purposes though. Uh, it's not just because you got laid off. If there is a, if you cease to employ for 60 days, that's perfectly fine. As long as you got the next H1B with the I-94, it is not going to create any problem for your 485. Another defensive method is called, uh, called where we call as a margarita. Um, what it does is that if you go to outside the country, you come back though, it's like as if that you, what Hindus say is that you go into Ganga, you dip, all sins are washed out. So if there is any status violation, you go outside the country, you come back in, all sins are washed out. And that's what exactly, I'm serious what I'm, in what I'm telling you. Um, that is called um, uh, the USCIS for the 485 can only look into the status violations after your last entry into the United States, not before. This is a memo from USCIS itself. So that's the reason why going to Mexico and coming back may be a good idea for you. If you think so, that if it violates for a long period of time, but I don't see a violation either. Um, does working on the EAD makes the H1B invalid? Not technically, but, but you can still activate it, Rashmi, if you want to H1B by going out to Mexico and coming back. When you come back, you come back and H1B if your I-94 is still up, still valid and you're still working. In that way, even though you have used the EAD, it will be excused and you'll be considered to be an H1B. Um, Manoj's question is, what could be the potential issues while traveling on AP? One problem with you, Manoj, as compared to the other people is, EB2 approval ratings are about 98%. I don't know, very rarely we get any denial. EB3 is the same thing. But when it comes to the EB1C though, we see a lot of denials in our office. So that's the reason why we don't want you to use advanced parole. Pratik, I'm going to present this, get rid of all the sins on Sunday in TVA shadow. I want you to watch it. Um, that is the main thing that how you you get rid of the sins, I'm going to explain you there. Uh, and then if, if you have the patience though, I will also try to see if I can, uh, I, I, I put a memo in there. Um, so if you can download that memo that I put it in and, and I'm going to give you the wordings of the memo that I said to you, that's exactly why washing out all the sins, I meant it very seriously though. It's not a joke. So download the memo and take the statement that I've given there. It's in the third page of that one. This memo is not created by us. It's by the USCIS. Can I sponsor my sister on FB2? No. Family-based you're speaking about. No. Only after you become a US citizen and that too family-based for Ravi, not even two. Family-based two is not for sister. Um, can I, uh, Vadika, can I expect EAD before the H4 EAD? There is a hacking system that we have, and that's again goes to Margarita again, okay, going to Mexico, um, where you can extend your H1, if your husband extends a H1B, you can extend the I-94, and I want you to watch this video, Vadika. If you, uh, before October 2022, if you don't get the uh, uh, EAD, uh, you can try this method of extending it by six months. It's easy. Hundreds of people tried it. No, no problem with them. 
um, Ajay Kumar, H1B, H4, H4 EAD, H4 is approved. H4 EAD is valid until they're traveling in April to India, having a visa appointment. Um, you are absolutely right. I'm assuming you, you filed H1, H4, uh, Ajay Kumar, you filed a H1, H4 and H4 EAD concurrently. Very good job. Now, if your wife goes to India, gets a H4 stamping, she comes back in, okay? Her EAD is valid until June 9, 2022. And when she comes back, she gets an I-94 until your H1B expires. She can work for a period of 180 days after the EAD expires. The same video is similar to that, but in this case, you know, instead of going to Mexico, she's going to India. That is applicable for you too. Just watch this video though, okay? It's the same thing what I was speaking about the other person. Uh, iPhone, my perm is approved and, uh, and filing an I-140 next week in premium processing. My priority with previous employer is June 2013. Uh, uh, I see, I see. Can I file I-40 or should I wait another month for final action? Aha, uh -huh. I have a good solution for you though. Here is what I want you to do. Prepare the I-140, prepare the 485, but wait until you get to the priority date of April iPhone. The reason I want you to do this is, if you file right now, okay, I-140 alone, and if the priority date moves back and we don't receive the I-140 receipt notice, you will be na garka na garka. If you wait for one week, okay, if you wait for one week, you will get the priority date of April of 2022. You will know whether you will be able to file the adjustment of status in April. If you are able to file the adjustment of status in April, you file the premium processing of I-140. Then in April, once the I-140 is approved, or even if it's not approved with the pending I-140, you file the 485. The reason is that you don't want to end up in Texas Service Center. That's the reason. That's a good strategy. Wait for one more week. Um, what are the options? The employer is not supporting with documents for I-140 after merger. Please advise. Ah, I-140 belongs to the employer. There is not much you can do about it without his approval. Tina is saying something urgent, but I don't know what it is. She did not say what it is. My priority date is current now. Uh, but my previous H1B extension was denied during the year 2000. My employer and got it approved. I didn't have the 797 for a period of 2009. My lawyer is asking me that I-7 before the period which I don't have it. What do I do? Uma, first thing is, um, have you ever traveled outside the country after 2009? If you traveled outside the country ever after 2009, you washed all your sins. If you did not travel though, then you may want to travel for a period of, uh, you may want to travel because that may consider as a status violation. So you may want to consider of, of that. So please, um, I, I gave the memo to you guys. And if you can download the memo, Omar, that same memo is applicable to you. Uh, Sri is saying that suppose is working in the hospital. Yeah, definitely. There is a way to exploit and I have advised all the people to do it. Uh, you In the USCIS office, there is a special page. Just uh, Google it, you'll find it. You contact it and as try to show 
the link between your wife and the patients. If she is she touching the patients or is she just sitting somewhere else? Like my wife is a physical therapist. She touches the patients, okay? If you try to show the link of touching the patients, if that's not the case, at least what her work duties are involving in the day-to-day -day activities of the patient. That is the documentation that you need to do. Tina, you're telling there is urgent. I don't know what urgency you have. You keep on telling that. Oh, okay, okay. I see that my OPT application denied. I want to submit the application to USAS. Ask to file. I want to submit support document. What should I do? Oh, that's a major issue, ma'am. Uh, you have to... Oh, respiratory therapist. Uh, wait, Tina, I want you to consult. If your OPT has been denied, I want you to consult a lawyer by name. Um, her name is Christina Hernandez in our office. Um, the good part about the deadline, Tina, is that it's automatically extended by 60 days right now because of the travel. I know what a respiratory therapist is because my wife is a physical therapist. Definitely she falls into the uh, exception, so she should be able to get the expirated thing. Uh, um, Gayatri, can you give her the appointment? Yes, Rahul, it's uh, updated. I don't see that for some reason. Give it to Tina. Yeah. Thank you guys for coming. The next conference call will be uh, uh, tomorrow, I'm sorry, Monday. And uh, on Sunday, TV Asia, we do have the one and a half hour session at 3 p.m. Central Time. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.